This is the DX Podcast. My name is Brent Taylor, and I am your host for the DX Podcast, a look at the magic that is long-distance radio reception on the AM broadcast band, as well as other magical radio experiences using the amateur bands, shortwave, satellites, and more. This is the first version of the DX Podcast since January 2007. You heard me right. January 2007. I did the DX Podcast when I was living in New Brunswick Province, Eastern Canada, from early 2006 to January 2007, and then the podcast came to a shuddering halt. Some people go through what they used to call pod fading, where they would do their podcast and then, you know, skip an episode here or there, and the frequency of issue of their episodes would fall off, and then they would be gone. I didn't pod fade. I pod screeching halted. And I did so, I think, for very good reasons, and I'll try to describe them to you now without getting into great detail. But basically, uh, at the end of the month of January 2007, after podcast version 107 had released, I got a phone call offering me a job in a very, very interesting field, which was working with military veterans and RCMP members in Canada to try to ensure that they had a fair access to justice in making their disability pension claims. I was appointed to an organization that made arbitration-type decisions on those claims. And I worked at that for initially a three-year period, but I was extended again and again and again. And overall, my job there lasted just over 10 years until May of 2017. It was a very rewarding career uh, doing pension adjudication. I really loved it. Uh, The pay was, was very acceptable, and I moved. I left New Brunswick and I came to Prince Edward Island. Now, back in New Brunswick, I I was an active amateur radio operator with the call VE1JH. On coming to PEI, I determined that I would settle into the province with a new amateur radio call sign reflective of the new jurisdiction, so I chose Victor Yankee 2 Hotel Foxtrot, VY2HF, and that is the call I currently have today. I uh, also had a former call, VE1APG, back in the early days of my ham radio time in the early 1980s. So, I had a podcast. I worked hard at it. I think it was doing quite well, although I don't remember any statistics. I had great help from people such as Craig Healy, uh, Mark Connolly, Colin Newell out in BC, uh, who helped uh, provide me with material and some suggestions, and in the case of Craig Healy, even some hosting. I'm not sure what's happened uh, to Craig, uh, or his website in particular. Uh, He had a a website that I talked about in my last podcast, the very previous episode of this episode, which happened to be over 10 years ago, and I can't find that website active on the internet anymore right now, so I don't know where it is. It may be out there in some other iteration, and we will try to see. So what I think I'm going to do with this first show is try to describe to you what has gone on uh, and what new things have happened not only to me but have happened to radio since my last podcast in January of 2007. 
I doubt there would be very many listeners to this show who would have heard the previous show or any of the previous shows, but if there are one or two of you out there, hopefully you'll see some continuity now, and then we'll be able to pick up things, not so much where we left off, but after jumping a considerable gap of time and technology. When I moved over here to PEI in February-March of 2007 and settled into my new home, I found myself in a different antenna situation. I brought over my radio equipment, of course, but I didn't really have uh, the best location at first for radio listening. I eventually did, though, uh, build a nice uh, flag antenna out in my backyard, nulling the northeastern United States and allowing good signals to come in from Europe and the Middle East and uh, even the Far East, as it turned out, and I do have some uh, success to report there from 2011, I believe. One thing I've also done is keep up with the regular de-expedition events that have taken place, and they have also moved to Prince Edward Island. They used to happen in Miscou, New Brunswick, back until the uh, 2006, I think, was the last one in Miscou, And then starting after that, uh, I did some scouting around the eastern part of uh, Prince Edward Island at the request of Bruce Conti, who had some great antenna ideas and some interesting pathways he wanted to try to explore for de-expeditions. So we began to have our de-expeditions here on Prince Edward Island. We met for several years at Priest Pond. We went to Savage Harbor. We went to Howe Bay. And the last several years, we've been at Murray Harbor North in a cottage that we have branded as Listening Waters. The official name of the cottage, it's a tourist cottage in the summertime called Glistening Waters. We've just taken off the G and called it Listening Waters. And that's an idea that Bruce had and it works very well. So in the coming podcasts, as we get closer to the latest Listening Waters event, which will be happening uh, in late October of this year, next month, I'm going to hopefully reprise for you some of the things that have gone on in the past and hopefully some of the things we'll be able to do in the future. There are many things that have changed in the uh, science and art of listening to long-distance AM radio broadcasts. Without question, one of the most important of those is the uh, proliferation of the software-defined radio, the SDR. It has allowed people of varying means and uh, financial resources to all find the right little box to plug into their computer and the box and the computer working together take the place of and sometimes improve upon the radios that we would have used back in the early 2000s. Now we're into 2017, 2018. The uh, industry of software-defined radios has exploded and also has antenna modifications and design. There are many software programs around that allow engineers, even amateur engineers, to try to fiddle with antenna elements and lengths and matching and impedance to see if they can get just the perfect antenna for their circumstances. And we have done some of the same things. While all this has been happening, I've also been working very hard to uh, hone my ham radio skills I've been on the amateur radio low earth orbit satellites. I've been on high frequency HF or shortwave. And I've also been back on six meters experimenting with the new digital modes like JT65 and FT8 that have caught the excitement of ham radio operators worldwide in the last couple of years. 
So having a lot of fun with that as well. So there's really no end of topics we can discuss here on the DX Podcast. When I started the podcast, its main focus was strictly medium wave DXing. And I think, for the most part, that's really where I would like to spend the most of my time and thinking is on the AM broadcast band because it's amazing what can be done there. And I think there's a void that needs to be filled. Uh, The amateur radio community has many YouTube channels and podcasts that deal exclusively with ham radio, and they're all doing a great job. I don't think there's very much I could add to that. So other than passing the odd reference to ham radio or something cool that I found, uh, I'll probably be focusing mostly on the medium wave broadcast hobby. Uh, One other thing that's happened between 2007 and now is the end or demise of the uh, National Radio Club's DX Audio Service, which was a a program that ran monthly for many, many years, uh, done very well by Fred Voby in Ohio, and it was distributed initially on cassette tape. I was a subscriber myself many years And then uh, near the end, it was distributed, I believe, on CDs, and it was distributed online. But unfortunately, for all kinds of reasons, some of which afflicted me in 2007, the DX audio service had to come to an end. And that happened two or three years ago. And since then, I don't know about you folks, but I've been very starving, very much starving for uh, broadcast band DX type uh, chatter. And maybe this podcast that I will try to do We'll fill in for some of that chatter. Um, uh, as much as I like the DX audio service, I didn't think it had a lot of DX uh, on it from some months anyway. There were lots of band scans and talk about formats and stations, changing call letters, and you know all those things are interesting to many and important to all of us. But there was very little DX. You know, I, I wanted to hear recordings of stations from far away and how the station was heard, what technique was used, what time of day was it, what were the propagation conditions like, were there uh, big sunspots or solar activity or coronal mass ejections or aurora. I don't know if I heard enough of that to my satisfaction, but I'm just one person. So I certainly can't dictate what the DX Audio Service would have to do to uh, keep me fully happy, but I was happy to be a subscriber anyway, and I did enjoy every single program that I listened to. So I think with uh, with that gap in, in coverage for the medium wave broadcasting hobby, and there being so many AM radios around in every household practically in the planet, in the developed world at least, uh, there's all kinds of opportunity for practically anyone to sit out in a car on a nice uh, mild evening and tune on the AM radio and see what you can hear. Uh, You could advance that hobby more fully by acquiring a dedicated radio for it, maybe stringing an antenna out in your yard. Not an expensive antenna, mind you. Just a piece of wire of a certain length. Maybe buy a few gadgets to help uh, transmit that antenna's RF energy into your room and hook it to the back of your radio so that you can hear the stations more clearly. Uh, There's all kinds of fun to be had, and there will be for some time to come. Uh, So what I'd like to do in the next uh, several months is slowly edge my way back into some of the technology, some of the listening catches. I do know this uh, from our expeditions we've had over the last several years, and we've only had one or two of a gap in the last ten. We have made with our software-defined radios, 
spectacular recordings of amazingly exotic stations on medium wave from a very special place here in Atlantic Canada, which is located on the only province, the only island that is a province, and the only province that does not have a local AM broadcast station operating at present. uh, PEI used to have, you know, if we go back into the 70s, they had several. They had CJRW in Summerside, CFCY in Charlottetown, CHTN in Charlottetown, and a few others around, but those are all gone now. And while it's sad to lose those AM stations for local PEI listeners who now have to go to FM to get all of that content, on the other hand, there are several frequencies now that are not occupied by a local station, and therefore we can hear stations that are in behind those stations where they used to be. Well, now they're not behind anymore, they're in front. And one example was... CHTN. It's a station on 720, or was a station on 720 here in Charlottetown for many, many years. And because of its proximity to where I was living, it also had splatter down at 710 and splatter up at 730 and maybe a bit of splatter even beyond that. Because radio stations, even clean ones that are close by, will tend to do that on a regular radio. Well, CHTN went off the air. Uh, and switch to FM, and they're happily serving their listeners on FM, and who and they're probably happier listeners because the overall sound quality of FM is superior to AM, not so much because the broadcast is much more superior, but the receivers made for the consumer market uh, spend very little attention on AM and a lot more attention on FM. So for that reason alone, uh, stations are going to sound better after they move to FM. But FM signals can only go a few tens of miles on a good day and on an exceptionally great day with sporadic E openings maybe several hundred miles but for the most part they don't do what AM stations do which is go hundreds and thousands of miles almost every night and serve markets that are massive and go into places where they're not even serving but people want to listen to them anyway. So when CHTN went off the air on 720 uh, back several years ago it revealed an empty 720 frequency for the rest of the stations that might want to come in. There's a station in Chicago on 720. There's a station in Greenland, or at least there was for a while, also on 720, and that came in. And we could hear it very well here around sunset. I could be driving across the bridge on my way home from work, across a little bridge between Charlottetown and Stratford, and I could hear Greenland on my car radio. I think that's pretty cool. And uh, there were more stations that we could hear as well once all the PEI transmitters went silent. So from our little location in Murray Harbor North PEI for the last several years, uh, a mixture of DXers featuring usually Bruce Conti, Neil Wolfish, myself, Walt Salmanu from Victoria, B.C., and Nick Hallpatch from Victoria, B.C., as well as a few other DXers, have visited with us, set up their radios, and spent several days or up to a whole week uh, camping out at the DX cottage and listening to amazing reception coming in over the water, typically from the east and the northeast, from stations not only in Europe, but also deep into Western Asia, uh, the Middle East, Africa, Tanzania, Botswana, uh, India, Pakistan, Iran, and more. Our goals when we set up our radios is usually to hear all those one more time, just like last year, but also see if we can hear 
Thailand or mainland China or Japan or Korea. So we're trying very hard to do all this listening and have our computers give us as much help as possible. And as we go to our next expedition in October of 2017, uh, if I'm running the podcast at that moment, and it seems to be a success, at least in its uh, initial stages, I will uh, take as much audio from that expedition and play it for you. We already have scads of audio from previous de-expeditions, so there is no shortage of material were I to try to continue on with a monthly DX podcast to pick it up from where it started in 2006 and ended abruptly without even really a chance for me to apologize in January of 2007. One of the reasons I had to stop the podcast wasn't because I didn't want to do it, I was in a position in the Canadian federal government that prevented me from really having a public profile in any way. I had to resign from boards and commissions and things that I was on, volunteer uh, work that I used to do. I had to back off of that because, you know, and I, I get the reason for it. It's very important that people who do certain jobs in government, whether it's the Canadian government or American or local government, need to be as free from any real or perceived conflict of interest as possible. So that included, unfortunately for me, my withdrawal from many of my activities. I could still get on ham radio and play around, and I did do that. I could still do all my DXing. I just couldn't have a media show uh, that would uh, perhaps draw attention uh, to me in a way that I wouldn't want, uh, particularly considering the very sensitive nature of the job I was doing. We were dealing with very uh, sometimes troubling and uh, very uncomfortable medical conditions, uh, embarrassing problems that veterans were having, and how to help them best uh, solve those problems by bringing the, the force of government to bear uh, in their favor whenever we could, but at the very least providing them with a fair decision on the aspects of the claim that they were trying to make. So that's all I'm going to say about my last 10 years in the professional world. Uh, in the course of, uh, of doing some of the things I did new when I came to PEI, I picked up my pilot training once again, and my longtime goal of becoming a private pilot finally became reality in mid-2012 when I uh, not only soloed, I soloed, I think, in 2009. I soloed on the same day that Michael Jackson died, if that makes any sense. That's how I remember my first solo. After I parked the plane and dried off my t-shirt after they doused me with water, which is a tradition here when you solo. I finally got into my car for the drive home around supper time, and sure enough, there was the news that Michael Jackson had died. So that's, whatever date that was, that was my first solo. I flew uh, with an instructor after that a few more times and did my other required cross-country trips, uh, both solo and dual, and I finally got my full-blown private pilot's license in 2012, and now I have a small share in an airplane, and I fly when I can, which isn't much lately. Uh, things have been pretty quiet for me in the flying front, but I'm still very much a, a big fan of aviation. So I've done that. Though some new things have happened to me in a non-work way, uh, really because of work and because of the uh, the lifestyle I've been able to lead due to the due to the job, which was excellent. And now it appears as if I'm embarking on a new job which is wonderful. I, I was off for a few months and not quite sure what to do with myself, looking hard to find work, and it looks like work is going to appear in front of me. As I'm recording this right now, I'm anticipating being called back to work 
in the same building that I have worked in, but doing an entirely different job. This would not be a, a judge type job. This would be an actual worker bee, somebody who works in the bowels of government to try to help the data move around the computer systems as, as well as possible so that the customers of the department that I would work for are best served. So it's uh, there's a lot of people that work behind the machinery of government to keep the oil in the gears and to keep things going and I hope to be one of those people in the next uh, little while and hopefully that's a job I'll be able to work for uh, some time at until maybe I retire which hopefully isn't anytime soon certainly not voluntarily. So that's my reintroduction into the DX podcast. If you are one of those rare listeners who remembers this podcast from over 10 years ago and you're hearing it again. Hopefully you're happy that you're hearing it again. Uh, most likely, though, you're somebody who came into podcasting as a listener well after my early stabs at, the, at this craft, and podcasting was very new uh, in 2006 and 2007. I almost say I wasn't, wasn't nearly the first podcaster for sure, but I was very early con considering how many podcasters there are around today. And what I plan to do is find my old episodes. I have the last one in fully produced format uh, that I would like to put up on the pod server. And I would probably record an introduction and an extra for it as well, just to remind listeners that what they're hearing in the podcast is old. Uh, some of the references I make to dates and times and places and websites and, and all of that no longer apply. And... Uh, and that the purpose of uh, re putting the podcast back up was just to give them a little taste of the kind of work that I used to do on this show when I had it briefly in that uh, 2006 to early 2007 period. So once I can find some of the other programs, I know Craig Healy, I, well, I don't know, I think Craig Healy, if he's uh, still able, might have my episodes saved somewhere. And if I can get those back, uh, from him because for some reason I'm unable to find completed produced copies of my podcast on my computer. I have looked far and wide over many different laptops that I've used over the years. I have found my scripts. I found some sound beds, music. I found station clips. So I think I found all the raw material from those podcasts, but I have not yet found an actual final produced version with the exception of the last one I did in January of 2007. But I'll stay on that, and my next mission will be to try to get a hold of Craig or anyone else out there. If you have one, if you've recorded an old podcast from the DX podcast in the 2006 era, and you're willing to share it back to me, I would love to hear from you. My email address is dxpodcast at gmail.com. That's dxpodcast at gmail.com. So if you'd like to get in touch, fire along uh, a comment to me, and I'll see what I can do to uh, respond to it in a way that you're, uh, you're hoping for. Also, and I have no idea where this is going to be hosted yet. I've looked at a variety of hosting sites. I'm not sure where it's going to go. Uh, it, some of them offer really good uh, pro plans for not a whole lot of money. So, you know, if I have money, I'll probably try to pay a small subscription fee to host it at a more professional place that allows for good bandwidth and many downloads and maybe even some tracking and comments and, and all of that. Um, I'm not sure how social media has changed in the podcasting world since I last did it. 
So hopefully there will be a place in my WordPress or somewhere to leave comments on the podcast or at least share emails with me. And I'll try to make this a community effort. If you uh, have a question that you want me to put out to the broader audience, I'll be happy to do that for you as well. Perhaps we can uh, generate a social media presence somewhere, perhaps on on a platform like Facebook or Discord or something like that where we can gather and discuss uh, our, our medium wave DXing hobby uh, primarily, but also if you want to chat about ham radio or aviation or something else that we might have in common, I'd be happy to engage you on that also. So with all of that said, I'm sorry it sounded a bit rambling and unscripted, but I'm just sitting here uh, staring at the wall in my little shack while the house is quiet and nobody's home right now. I thought it'd be a good time to launch back into the podcast world. We're getting close to uh, 30 minutes long now, which is usually the time I shot for. I can't believe I've been talking for all this length of time and uh, have uh, (laughs) I'm still going and I haven't put in any other media besides me. So I apologize for droning on and boring you so badly. But hopefully next time what you hear won't just be me. It'll be interspersed with sounds of radio stations perhaps interviews with other people, clips that others may send me or share with me, so we can all together uh, increase our knowledge and enjoyment of the magic that is listening to the AM broadcast band at night. So for now, that is the DX Podcast for September 2017, issue 108, and I'm your host, Brent Taylor. The music you hear is from Scott Helm. And he authorized me to use this music. It's called Time and Distance. And he gave me that authorization back in 2006. And I hope Scott Helm is still around. And I hope he still authorizes me to use this music. If not, I'll be happy to switch it up. And uh, I'm quite a fan of it. I think it fits the theme of the podcast nicely. So, see you later. Thanks for listening to the DX Podcast.